Hello, and welcome to yet another bonus episode of the Lions Led by Donkeys podcast. I'm Joe, and with me today, as is always, disappointed is is disappointed Nick. Uh, Not beautiful this week, uh, sadly, because we watched the 2012 version of Red Dawn. Absolutely uh, terrible. Which we say this a lot on the bonus episodes of this show. Uh, routinely calling things the worst movie we've watched. I'd for rather the show. watch Under Siege again. Uh, I would, you know, I would rather watch uh, Wind Talkers again. Ooh, and that was uh, and that was before we got to this one. That was the movie that took me the most amount of attempts to watch. And okay, it, it, I had to watch it in three sittings, or okay. no, two settings. This one did it for me. Then, how many times did you have three? To... Rented it three times. That's like fifteen dollars worth of movie. Fourteen. Fourteen. Fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Amazon Prime. Uh yeah, this movie fucking sucks. Um <laughs> so bad. And you know, it sucks for reasons that we were not aware of going into, which is uh why we get to talk about Red Dawn Two, Chinese, no wait, North Korean Boogaloo. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Like literal whispering in the background. <laughs> Uh, now uh, most people know about this because that was like the tagline that, uh, uh, the movie started with is like, haha, they were originally supposed to be Chinese. Uh, because apparently the fine people at Miramax forgot China was a country and was worth billions of dollars. Uh, so this, this movie, uh, or, or sin of, of theater, uh, began all the way back in 2008. That was a long fucking time oh ago. My God. Yeah. Uh, that was when pre-production began. Um. And this is actually a pretty good explanation as to why Chris Hemsworth ended up in the movie, because this is before Thor came out. So he was he wasn't a nobody like people kind of knew who he was, but he wasn't like yeah, he was a, a fucking Marvel. Yeah, he wasn't like a Marvel movie star. Yeah, not yet. Uh, which like you know down the road when the the posters came out, and I was like, oh shit, this movie must be good. Thor's in it. Uh, but it's kind of like when the Leprechaun comes back up. Have you ever watched Leprechaun? Yeah. Have you ever watched like on Netflix or Amazon or whatever when it pops up? Jennifer Aniston's on the very front of the cover. Uh, Is she? Yeah. Uh, she had a very small bit part in it before she was on Friends. That's like a clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much this whole movie is Hemsworth-based clickbait uh, because uh, he uh, he signed up for it before he made it big. So, yeah, that explains how, how uh, he ended up in this shitstorm. You know, a colder uh, whiskey just hits different. Yeah. Why are you drinking Lafroy that you left in your truck for a week? <laughs> As you said, it's aged. It's truck. It, like, like it's mo- 10 years and one week in the truck aged. L- like most scotch. It's scotch, right? Sorry, 10 years. Oh, yes. Uh, like most scotch is, is, is meant to it's be a- served by like like the, an- the the Scottish ancestors when they set out about flying totally off the uh, when they when they made that they dug up this fucking bog shit that you drink they're like this would taste this would taste much better aged in the backseat of a dodge pickup in my truck. mouth <laughs> uh, dead body in the bog mm. Mm, that's the 20 year <laughs> yeah uh now uh like i was saying hemsworth ended up in this movie because uh he wasn't thor yet uh, but thankfully for Red Dawn, due to d- delays, it actually came out around the same time, making it look like a, a big time author or author, big time actor. They could, they got the timing perfect too. They put it out and they're like, "Oh shit, this worked." Yeah, and it made it look like a big time actor came off his big break uh, and picked this film, which is kind of how I felt. I knew this movie was going to kind of suck. I didn't think it was going to suck that level. I'm like, well, it might at least be entertaining because Thor's in it. <sighs> I was way off. Sorry. Uh, as for Josh, did you watch Peck, this in a movie? 
Yeah, I saw this in movie theaters. Wow, why? Because yeah. uh, I hate myself. We've made this abundantly clear. Jesus yeah. Christ. Now, Josh Peck is also in this movie. So it's also horse shit because he pissed me off throughout the whole movie. His best ta- his best ever on the screen, Drake and Josh. Yeah. Uh, I w- Hands I down. Drake, Drake and Josh is not a show I'm super familiar with. Uh, but, I mean, what the fuck else other action movie was he going to be in? So, of course, he signed up for it. And for good measure, they also include Tom Cruise's son, Connor. Yeah. Uh, which I don't think I've seen him in anything else. So I, I think I that's guess, the only thing. I guess doing. his career isn't going that well. But also imagine being imagine being a North Korean conscript, right? Uh, or I'm assuming Korea is unified at this point. It really doesn't give a whole lot of background because remember, it wasn't supposed to be Korea. Uh, and you're like, uh, we're going to go destroy the uh, you know those American imperialist pig dogs and you get fucking deployed to... Eastern Washington. Oh, you get deployed to fucking Spokane, and, and you get you get fucking murked by Josh Peck. <laughs> I can imagine them talking. Where'd you get deployed to Spokane? Oh man, you should have been deployed to DC, bro. Like, <laughs> I think DC got nuked. It got it got uh, what was which means you, it was uh, non nuclear, but oh, it was an EMP. Yeah. Right, it was an EMP, which we'll talk about in a little bit because there's like a, a last second slap together plot device that made no sense. So of all the problems that this movie would eventually have, uh, framing it as the Chinese People's Liberation Army as the main bad guy should have been seen from the second they wrote the script. In 2008, China wasn't quite as influential on movies as they would be uh, or as they are today in 2020. Like uh, whole movies are designed to pretty much flop here in America, knowing that they'll blow up in China and they'll make more than enough money to make a profit now. It's just, uh, that's what happens when a completely different market exists and can influence things. Right. Uh, but it was still a billion dollar market that required every movie to be approved by a state board, uh, which I think is still mostly true today. Like, um, like the interview probably didn't blow up oh, very man. well over there. Such a good movie. Uh, but there's no fucking way this shit was ever going to be approved. Um, so if we did the lines led by donkeys, the movie, uh, I'm going to say we're not going to be, well, we haven't shit talked China yet. That's right. We've actually oh. managed to not Holy piss shit. off the largest, wow. uh, uh, population people on, on earth. And I don't know if we have many Chinese listeners, uh, but we're huge sticker, but we're huge into, uh, Xi Jinping thought, uh, please buy our stuff and, uh, don't send us to concentration camps. Um, anyway, uh, now Hollywood does consist of a bunch of bright dead pedophiles and sycophants. So nobody really said anything, uh, that this would be a problem or maybe they didn't like, I don't know, use Google or check their fucking financial reports from the year before and realize how much money China puts into them. Uh, but they, the movie got made anyway, all the way through with China being the main bad guys. Uh, the movie was actually filmed around the Detroit area of Michigan, uh, like the Metro Detroit area. Um, even though it takes place in Spokane, Washington, which is an irony that is not lost on me uh, be- I, because I also come from there and am now here. <laughs> what strategic ground do you hold in Spokane? In Spokane, I have no idea, and that is never explained throughout the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Uh, now, my friends, actually, I knew about this movie being made because uh, I know a ton of people that live in the area, and I know a ton of people who stole shit from the set. What? Uh, yeah. Uh, That's fucking awesome. Which includes... Which you include, have a personal connection to yeah, this movie. Uh, they stole like fake PLA propaganda posters. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. yeah. That's um, awesome. And freaked out about being stuck in traffic behind an M1 tank. So, which is pretty fun. Jade Helm? Uh, right. <laughs> it, it, nobody cares when it's Detroit, man. That's true. <laughs> oh, the cops, normal day. 
Now, if anybody has one of those stolen posters, uh, feel free to send one my way because it looked really good in this in recording studio. Yeah, it looked really good next to the Mao Zedong satchel that I bought in Chinatown in Victoria, BC. <laughs> it was three dollars. Nice. I could not. And by the way, the Chinese guy who sold it to me was ecstatic that I wanted to buy it, which means I'm not sure if he's really down with the Mao or he wanted to get rid of a satchel that know. has Chinese Hitler's face on it. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe he's like one of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm all about that little red book, bro. Uh, now, there's a good chance this movie would have eventually been released without alterations around 2009 or 10. Uh, that's just kind of spitballing it. But MGN, its owner, went tits up and bankrupt. Mm. So they actually did not have the money to publish it, which oh. is a level of broke I was not aware it existed for um, a Hollywood studio. I didn't think MGM could do that. Uh, yeah, uh, they were going through like restructuring and shit, and they eventually got bought up. Uh, they, they they were forced to sell a whole bunch of shit um, and shell other stuff. They couldn't sell Red Dawn. Nobody wanted it, which they call that a clue. Uh, okay. you, you've made a shitty movie. Yeah. Um, and it was too expensive to just like uh, release it, like direct the DVD or whatever. Um, so like, they just had to kind of hold on until someone could uh, buy them or, or inject them with cash. Uh, or capital or whatever, until they could get their shit straight. Mm. Uh, and eventually they decided the best way to do that was to sell off a bunch of their movies uh, and uh, yeah, probably some Coke or something too. Nice. Now, at the same time, the Global Times, which is a state-owned news outlet in China, managed to get their hands on a leaked script of the film. Uh, and they did not think very highly of it, as you would imagine, uh, them being the bad guys. Right. Um, they also point out that this is pretty racist, which, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we don't often agree with uh, state organ media, but yeah, yeah, the, the Chinese really got this one right. Uh, it was pretty fucking racist, and it only gets more racist, because if you remember, they just switched one Asian for another, and hope nobody would notice. Uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, so MGM attempted to change all of that on the down low uh, without it really getting out. Like, they're like, uh, fuck it, let's make them North Korean. Close oh, enough. Which did not work at all, uh, because you can't do like a million do- dollar overhaul on a movie without nobody figuring it out. And the LA Times immediately broke the story. Uh, MGM decided it was in their best interest to change the enemy from Chinese to North Korean. Uh, going like they dialed the racism up to eleven. Like they literally made their entire rebuild or reboot or whatever you want to call this into the all Asians look the same racism trope. Yeah. Which is like, god damn, how does nobody ever bring that up? Like, one person in the room's like, guys, we can't do this. Nobody did that. Yeah, nobody did that, because I'm willing to bet they all looked like me. Yeah, they were <laughs> all like, Except that'll old work. and fatter. That'll work. Uh, also, this required a massive effort when it came to special effects, because, like, I mean, they're, they're doing a... a, a, a communist dystopia future so there's gonna be fucking flags everywhere right right so right. all of them would have to be redone with a completely different flag um it like every single scene that an enemy soldier pops up the flag on the oh, uniform's yeah. gotta be changed um all this would have to be done in post uh along with opening credits uh that would scroll through opening um, credits sucked and you can really tell that um that they just kind of winged it when it came to the backstory, because there wasn't one. Like, in Red Dawn 1, or 1988, whatever, 84, whatever, um, 
they actually kind of, it was a stupid backstory, but it was a backstory. Yeah, there was something. This one is just like, oh, North Koreans invade, fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, we got a few news articles that we can put in the intro, put in some cool hacking letters and whatnot. Nah. Literally all they did it's is use like uh, actual news clips, which do not explain how any of this happened. Exactly. That's um, all they did, and they put a bunch of little the fucking anonymous hacking shit yeah, it, all around it. It's just like, oh, the EU's broke. I'm like, okay. What does that have anything to do with the United States and North Korea? <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, so, like, all this should have to be redone. Uh, you know, with a war movie, with people running all over the place and flags everywhere, this is going to be kind of hard. Uh, it's going to be an intense thing that requires a lot of money. So, unfortunately, MGM didn't do fucking any of that. It only took, like, six months, and it cost, like, a million bucks, which sounds like a lot of money, but it's really not for special effects. Yeah. So they did fuck all. It, they did less work than, like, uh, I don't know, like a Hearts of Iron modder on this shit. <laughs> Another important bit here. The original Red Dawn was thought of in a, as an anti-war art film, as we talked about before, and Birth in the World as screaming right-wing propaganda. Still managed to to hit the right notes, like, three times throughout the hour and a half. But, like, <laughs> it still had something. There were scenes of the Wolverines grapple with their emotions and their sense of self as they go to war. Even they even straight up ask like, "What is the difference between them and us?" You know, um, Bella plays a tortured Cuban revolutionary turned imperialist colonel who recognizes that he has become everything that he hates. Yeah. Uh, in Red Dawn, the Yellow Menace version, none of that fucking exists. The Koreans are treated like faceless, formerly Chinese people. Um, all the nuance is thrown out the window. Never once does this version of the Wolverines have to grapple with the moral implications of what they're doing. They never reflect. And they even make Thor an Iraq war veteran to kind of smooth yeah. things over. It didn't need to be fucking done. It gets rid of the entire importance of like, oh, these are just normal people. Like, no, you have a very like highly... the original movie. Yeah, you have a very highly skilled combat veteran to teach you everything in a montage. Uh, you, you're not just a whole bunch of kids that later, when they meet a fucking Air Force colonel, like, what's a flank? Yeah. It's like, oh, no, you had Thor teach you all this. This is fucking boring. Um, somehow, even worse, they based the film in Washington State. Uh, for people who are unaware, our state um, has a hell of a long uh, history of racism against Asian people. Uh, they whitewash an incredibly long track record of Asian racism. There were concentration camps that ha- here that housed Japanese Americans during World War II, one not even hour from the studio. Wow. Um, furthermore, mobs in Seattle routinely attacked and killed Chinese people in the 1800s. They even practiced ethnic cleansing by forcing, uh, forcefully deporting Chinese Americans into Oregon upon threat of death. This became so prevalent that, that when L.A. tried to do the same thing, they called it the Tacoma Method. Jesus. Yeah. yeah let's go ahead and smooth all that <laughs> over. Uh, the only one good guy in the entire movie that is played by an Asian has the last name of Smith. They had a plan for a Chinese-American member of the Wolverines, but that was just scrapped, which is amazing because Washington has an enormous Asian-American population. Uh, the movie is so problematic in the industry that the crew had a hard time finding extras to actually play the Korean soldiers, leading them to ask for friends uh, to be actors in the film, which I'm pretty sure is against the union rules. Wow. You can't just have people come on and do that uh, for speaking roles, I think. I don't know. Uh, there's also various points in the movie where the soldiers switch from Korean to Chinese when they speak and back again because, again, MGM really didn't try all that hard oh, to fix fuck, all I that. I never noticed that. I didn't either. I had to. F- I, I I found someone who spoke Korean. I was like, "That's Chinese. <laughs> That's not Korean." <laughs> yep. 
So before we get into this movie, I think it's best to describe uh, uh, this with a Guardian headline uh, for a review of the film that says, quote, the Red Dawn remake. Just no. (laughs) (laughs) Strikingly similar to how you're supposed to treat crack. But yeah. So with that, we can get to the movie. You feeling good now? You feeling good about this movie, Nick? I never felt good about this movie. (laughs) It was never on my list of, ooh, this is what I want to do for a bonus episode. No, and this is mostly my fault. Uh, at least I, bonus episodes I know about, I think, are funny. Yeah, and this is there's there's humor in here. Uh, we have to dig pretty deep for it. I mean, the movie itself is fucking hilarious, just unintentionally. So yeah, uh, yeah. But other than that, no, this movie was god awful. You know, I set this up. Uh, I set us up for failure myself because I said, you know, we can't do the original if we don't do the remake. It's it, it's a bonus series. And I was like, we could do that for all the movies that have reboots from here on. You know what? Now we shouldn't. We shouldn't do that anymore because this sucks. It's terrible. There's not a single part of this movie I enjoyed except when everybody died. Uh, mm. But not enough everybody died. Not no, Yeah, exactly. Because we missed. Yo, know, I guess we can't. Oh, whatever. So the movie opens much like the last one with a montage of world events and exactly how we ended up here. Kind of. Uh, this one is mostly a recession in the European, uh, in the European Union. As well as some mysterious cyber threat. I assume they foreshadowed the interview hack or something. I don't know. The PlayStation That's hack what I'm saying. later like, on. All it is is like a bunch of hacking letters and they use the word hacked. Yeah. That'll scare somebody. Just throw some matrix text in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, North Korea stops being a hermit kingdom and joins the Pacific Rim Cooperation Group, which sounds like the le- least nice. threatening protection block on Earth. Um, Kim Jong-un rises to power. Surprise. Uh, in North Korea, and Russia falls into something resembling that Call of Duty Civil War storyline with ultra-nationalists and terrorists fighting one another. Um, though they still manage to invade the Republic of Georgia, like what happened in real life. So, sure, that scans well. They'd probably still do that. Uh, now, you can tell this is where they just had to throw something together really quickly, uh, because they don't really give a hint as to how North Korea, a country that routinely cannot feed its own people, suddenly becomes a world power, even with this Pacific Rim group uh, because they've had like, I mean, the, the, the famine in North Korea is so severe and has been going back, going on for so long that, uh, like it, they were, I think they're the first country on earth to like markedly lose two inches of growth on the normal population scale. Uh, like how tall people are because yeah. they're so, uh, uh, like malnourished. So sure. World power. Fuck it. Why not? Uh, at least in the original Ed Don, we got some shit about Europe turning communist and America suddenly becoming stronger with the Soviet client states. This le- this is reeks of low like, effort bullshit. Nicaragua. Yeah, N- Nicaragua became a world power. Fucking Cuba uh, appears. Mexico turned communist. Whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's nothing, none of that here. No, just North Korea. Boom. Yeah. It doesn't even Russia say. Russia supplying stuff, sure. I could be wrong. Somebody please tell me I'm wrong, but I don't think I even noticed them saying that Korea unified, which would be a pretty big fucking stepping stone to becoming a world power. I didn't hear that at all throughout the whole movie. No. Yeah. It was just north, north, north. Yeah. Uh, the movie opens with the glorious Wolverine football team being bad at football. Well, fucking Josh Peck. Yeah. With jo- uh, Jed Eckert and his entire family watching from the sidelines because Spokane is apparently that kind of town. I don't really know. I've never even been to Spokane. Uh, I hear people call it Spokompton, which is not good. What? Yeah. Uh, I think people just, just tag that on to, to everything on the West Coast they don't like. Uh, I believe that. Uh, then the movie introduces us to the bravest future member of the Wolverines, Robert, who is a podcaster, the only true warriors of this world. 
Did you notice that he's like thrusting the recording yeah. thing? <laughs> like, it's for the podcast. It's for the high school podcast. And it's like they immediately have like, that's going to have shit sound quality. You're in the middle of a field with people screaming around you, Robert. What's this fucking amateur hour? Uh, anyway. Uh, we should introduce him to Nate. You know, no, take Robert to the fucking gulag. <laughs> uh, anyway, the Wolverines lose and everybody calls uh, Jed's brother, Matt, the quarterback, a bitch, which... He's Josh Peck. Sure, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of fun. I feel, I, I feel like, I feel like they have, of all the people have differing opinions on this movie, we could all bond and call Josh Peck a bitch, right? Yeah, for uh, sure. So there's a scene introducing us to Jet Eckert, who is, uh, in this version, a Marine, as we've said before. He's drinking in a bar, and people are asking him about his service, uh, and they ask where he's stationed, as he's clearly on leave because Marines aren't stationed in Spokane. He answers Najaf, which is in Iraq, uh, which is not how anybody would ever answer that question. It's not. Because you're not stationed there. You're deployed there. He's probably in fucking 29 Palms or some shit. Um, but those guys had to question him because, you know, stolen valor. No, they had, to, they had to question him because they didn't make civilians look fucking stupid. Because uh, uh, then they have to show how dumb civilians are and ha- ask if Najaf is in California. That's why they should ask. Stolen Valor. Yeah. Uh, it, also, sir, aren't you Australian? Yeah. Oh, fuck, they're on to me. <laughs> I already hate this fucking movie. Like, I don't remember this scene. Like, I didn't remember the scene when uh, I started rewatching it. I'm like, they just had to make some random civilians look dumb. I feel like they were also at a Chili's. Like, the high school kids were in there. There's a bar situation going on. I mean, Spokane's a small a enough town where everybody probably knows, like, a bar where they don't card. Also, all the high schoolers look like they're 30, like That's most true, movies, so they'll dude, be all right. That was a Chili's. <laughs> they did, and it's, uh, someone who names their kid Jed is the type of family that would get torn up at a Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> also, their dad's a cop, so you know they're not going anywhere cool because nobody oh, wants no, them to hang no. out there. Uh, so anyway, the power dies, and they're forced to leave the bar. The radio points out, now it's important to note that the radio still works. That'll become important later, that the entire Northwest is blacked out. Everybody goes back to the Eckert home while their dad, a local cop, has to go to work. Jed, like most people on leave, just kind of sits around and drinks beer while imposing on his family who don't even have a place for him to sleep anymore. <laughs> I, might just wow. be, I might just be projecting there. Uh, also, this movie was definitely sponsored by Rolling Rock. Yeah, for real. Like, what the fuck? Why because Rolling Rock? That beer sucks balls, It's not man. good. No, every time it shows Jed chugging a, uh, chugging a goddamn Rolling Rock, he just, like, turn it so it faces the camera. Yeah. Like, come on, man. This is like that office of the episode that I keep saying, eat fresh. Yeah. Uh, or that, that it, It's like, oh, God, fucking, I, I don't know. At least you ever I'm, had a bad day at the office? Knock back a Rolling Rock. Eat fresh. They, <laughs> even a Marine. Has a taste better than to eat or to drink a fucking Rolling Rock. On, when they're desperate, <laughs> they go for Paps. I would think higher of you if you drink Bud Light. And that's, a couple BLs. That's yeast water. Uh, so the next morning, they all wake up to the ground shaking. They run outside to see the sky. Sky juice. <laughs> that, it, you know, if this is the that North, been cooler. If this is the North Korean version of Godzilla, I think it's called Polgasari. Have what? You, Hold you, on. What? You've never you never heard of that? No. So uh Kim Jong il uh is a world renowned or was, he's dead as fuck now, rest in piss. Um uh theater nerd. Yeah, he was into he had a few Americans. I yeah, remember that. No, uh, I don't think I think they were Japanese. He kidnapped uh, a director and his wife at, at, for the purpose of making a communist version of Godzilla. That's it's awesome. called Polgasari. 
uh, and they escaped him via high speed car chase, which I don't know how that isn't an action movie. Uh, but yeah, it's called Polkasari. I'm gonna watch it. it. It's not well. I mean, it's it's as good as any other shitty kaiju movie made in like the eighties, wherever. It's just a guy in a giant suit. But yeah, uh, they wake up to the ground shaking. It's not Polkasari. Uh, they run outside to see the sky carpet with paratroopers, which seems really stupid to do in broad daylight, as they obviously just caused a blackout and then just waited like twelve hours to invade. Yeah, right. Uh, so the last time when we watched the last Red Dawn, we said uh, how dumb it, how dumb it was for the army to just have a helicopter response to the Soviet invasion of a nothing town in Colorado. This time it's kind of different. There's an air base and naval air squadrons literally all over Washington State, uh, but nope. There's a giant slow ass moving transport craft just dropping North Koreans. One from of the them sky. did get knocked out. Yeah, just one <laughs> randomly. Yeah. yeah, sure. The random AA battery in downtown Spokane. It's like my time to shine. <laughs> Whatever, or the local it. Spokane resident. Also, uh, the amount of transport planes shown on the screen in just one take is more than the actual North Korean Air Force has. I did some research on this. Uh, now, the most recent estimates as of 2019 uh, from the Global Insight website shows they have exactly four transport planes, one of which is from 1957. Plenty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which... Turns out it's exactly how many you need to invade Spokane. <laughs> Who would have fucking thought? Uh, they, 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 they sandbox that shit like, aha, four, perfect. Uh, we don't need the fifth one. It's, a, it's actually just my cousin with some cardboard wings. Uh, anyway, the Eckert kids run off to find their dad, and they also discover that along with the blackout, the radio doesn't work, which is a strange because they were just listening to it on the way back right. from the bar. <sighs> yep. And all, during this scene, just saying... You see a USMC tattoo on his forearm, just so he, everybody knows. I did not notice that. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, hold on. Is that a fucking... It is. They have to make the Marines in every Marine movie boot as fuck. They have to make them Marines. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they find their dad and find him through the streets as Korean soldiers land all around them. Now, it's important to note that the Korean soldiers are apparently better trained than the Soviet ones, because they did not just start machine gunning everything that moved, which... Cool? I, I don't know. Well, it, it was started massacring a school. Yeah, well, I mean, the first one started them launching RPGs through the windows of a school. Yeah, exactly. So, like the North Koreans had a very, the North Korean Chinese army here had a very low bar to cross as being the superior army. Um, they started shooting at the cop immediately. I mean, who would come on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I feel I feel like uh, in a situation like this, or like any kind of like a fascist or uh, you know weird monarchy communist takeover like North Korea would do, the first thing they would do is attempt to kill the uh, the the functionaries of American power, which would be like politicians, cops, firefighters, maybe not firefighters. Wow, <laughs> but like you know, like the people who are attached to the government, right? It's like killing political officers, except. They're civil servants and are just like fat and racist. <laughs> and don't know anything. Yeah, like, come on, man, I'm a traffic cop. <laughs> uh, the road guard guy. <laughs> yeah, I saw shirts everywhere saying Blue Lives Matter, so it's pretty obvious everybody supports you. We have to take <laughs> yeah. you out. Fuck! Uh, <laughs> now, the dad tells them to run to a cabin in the woods, and uh, along the way they decide to pick up Matt's girlfriend, which seems like a bad idea. Right? I mean... You're not married, man. Like, just just, just hit the let woods. It go. Just yeah. hit the woods. Plenty of fish, my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's plenty of fish in this uh, futuristic dystopia. If you're going off-roading through some people's yards, which is like one of the only scenes I kind of liked. Like, really? 
Yeah, just because like it, it showed like the last movie, they're hauling ass through nothing ass Colorado, and this one they're just mudding out through some dude's petunias. Did or you whatever. notice the old truck? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> they couldn't give him like a jeep or something. Like I know they're not going to give him. Update it. They could. I knew they, they were like. Hold on, we still got this bad boy from the last Red Dawn from budget cuts. <laughs> no, that's what fucking Jed drove back from a, a leave because he's a fucking E2 and can't afford anything else. This baby's no, got 23% wait. interest. Oh, shit. Before they went to the bar and the fucking bitch got picked up by his girlfriend and his, the Mustang, she sold it to one of the Korean, the private Koreans. On a low, like, it's a payday loan, bro. We got this. Yeah. How many won is that? Doesn't matter. <laughs> I just noticed there was a Mustang in the movie. She did have, like, a red Mustang. It was blue. Was it blue? Yes. Well done. I didn't remember that. It's important. That changes everything. Though. I literally had to watch it uh, today. It's, it's important because later on it has a Gatling gun attached to it. But we'll talk about that. All right. Cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, li- I liked him mudding out through some people's petunias in a shitty fucking truck. Uh, so um, like I said before, uh, they didn't just randomly machine gun everybody uh, in this scene as well. They're actually like trying to capture people. It doesn't seem like an outright. Somebody's got to fill the camps. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't seem like an outright genocide like the last movie. Uh, but right as they almost, like, right as the North Koreans almost look competent, they all just shoot one another. Right. Because um, like Jed gently pushes one, which apparently is uh, like, it's like hitting the spot when you're when you're like uh, scratching your dog's belly and his leg starts oh, kicking. Yeah. He punched him in just the right place that caused him to shoot his friend in the chest. I would do the same. You love to see it. Uh, like, it's total dumbass move. Galaxy brain shit. Um, it also seems to be an entire squad dedicated to capturing Erica, which was uh, Jed's kind of sort of girlfriend, right? What did she know? Right. Uh, sleeper agent. That's what I'm saying. Oh. She's real into a, to Juche. But uh, it doesn't really say why they're so dedicated to her family. Uh, but sure, whatever. Jed floors it to get away with him, and Robert sprints out of nowhere and jumps in the truck, as does uh, Tom Cruise's son, who is named Daryl in this movie. Not a good name. Who is the mayor's son in this movie. So, yeah, whatever. The Koreans give chase in what I assume is a stolen Humvee, because uh, they all have Humvees. But they, they, all- did, they did have enough time to steal Humvees for this invasion and slap big North Korean stickers on them. Because they had the American flag and then some... It was Shitty like, sticker. It was on like it. the Korean pe- uh, Workers Party symbol, I think. But like, how how much time did you have to steal all these? They and also then, have an M1 Abrams later on in the movie, which is like, why do you know how to drive that? The North Korean Army, I'm pretty sure, still uses T- T62s. Cross training, uh, but yeah. Did you see them launch that kid into the Humvee? <laughs> yes. Uh, so. Jed is running off into the uh, into the woods towards the cabin, and a bunch of kids in their shitty high school cars follow after Jed in the most redneck convoy ever. I don't know about Spokane, but my high school that uh, uh, that convoy would have been made up of like a whole bunch of cop cars that he bought at auction. <laughs> <laughs> so, how I thought the scene would go in real life if they did steal those Humvees, they would say, "All right, get them," and they just immediately like, break Hold down, on, sir. This one's deadline. <laughs> this one's broken down. But I thought you checked it. I really just walked around it. And kicked I just the tires. Yeah, kicked the tires. I checked the seatbelts. They were good. <laughs> I slept under the truck for like three hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Humvee is a miracle mobile in that. It, and that thing was speeding in the movie. Yeah, it reached like 70, which I don't think I've ever got a Humvee over 40 without it feeling like it was breaking through the stratosphere of the earth. I've definitely gotten it on 50. Yeah, but it feels like you're like coming in from orbit like everything's shaking itself yeah, apart if you have the up armored ones oh yeah true 
The up armored ones are just like, <laughs> like the transmission is not made for that. <laughs> None of it's made for anything. It's all put back together by high school dropouts who didn't really pay attention to AIT. <laughs> I mean, that's every MOS, but like also mechanics. <laughs> uh, but so the Koreans T-bone Jed's truck and sends one of the kids that was in the bed of the truck <laughs> through the North Koreans windshield and it definitely kills him, but nobody really seems to even notice or like, care. Fuck that guy. Nobody <laughs> said that cool. Nobody says shit about him, which is funny because like he was enough of a friend for this whole thing, this this fucking world. For them to say get in. Yes. And he's like, I trust those guys. And they're like, fuck it, Pete's gone. <laughs> like, the North Green's like, they threw their friend at me. I didn't see this coming. <laughs> he fucking disabled our whole truck. <laughs> High school board IED. That's Except it's just full of blood. Surprise! That's maybe what the enemy needs to start implementing. Just throwing Pick up trucks. In. <laughs> they need a T-bone us. Like it's like after World War or during World War II, when they capture enemy vehicles and take them back, to like out of like the UK for testing. So like, meanwhile in Pyongyang, there's a whole bunch of North Korean officers sitting around throwing kids out of the back <laughs> of a pickup truck. Like I don't understand. It worked. It worked against us. It worked on the movie. Give me more kids. <laughs> Uh, so much like the original uh, movie, Jed immediately begins taking charge of the group and starts telling everybody what to do, which in this case seems like a better choice, though I'm going to pick Swayze over Hemsworth here. Swayze, even though he had no military training except uh, bouncing outside of clubs and roundhouse kicking people, uh, I like him better as a leader. Hemsworth kind of sucks. And he was the star quarterback of the Wolverines. I mean, so is this one. So is this uh, one. They don't really go over it. No, they they swap out football stories for Iraq. Marine Corps bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which I mean, like the only true troops are football players. Come on now, that's uh, <laughs> podcasters and I'd football players. I'd rather have a guy giving me a route on trip. a football than on a sand table. I, fair enough. Yeah, because the second you start explaining to me something in a sand table, I, I immediately dislike you forever. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but also, I don't think I've ever met a quarterback that I've liked like in person. Okay. So uh, it's, it's a toss-up. Wow! Let the, this is the let them fight moment from mm. Godzilla. Um, now, it, it, when they go to this cabin and there's like a trailer outside of it, they find a whole bunch of unsecured rifles, handguns, and ammunition all over the place, which sounds pretty uh, on brand. Maybe for, spoke any? No, that sounds that sounds American. Uh, there's a good okay. chance you can break into any house surrounding the studio, and there'll be an unsecured gun in it. You can go to my bedroom, and there's an unsecured gun in it. That's true. <laughs> I've definitely seen it on the dining table. <laughs> I need it to eat. Uh, it's my spoon. <laughs> Is there a spoon attached to it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bayonet. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, sealed. I mean, if you break into enough random cabins in the woods, you'll, oh, you'll, yeah, find, totally. you'll find a gun. Yeah, for. Uh, they also manage to get their TV to work again. Weird. Because remember, everybody's supposed to lose power now. Well, they're using like a fucking... I don't know. It was an analog TV. Uh, like they required bunny ears and shit, which... I'm not sure of the the particulars of an EMP or of the particulars of how much they so, want this plot to make sense. I remember the bunny ears thing. I don't ever remember holding up a satellite to try to find that. I don't know. Yeah, I've never done that. I feel like a bunny ears TV would work. I don't know. There's we're arguing. We're trying to get a whole lot more in depth here than the fucking script writers did. Someone move on right past it. I'm just gonna say this plot is making fucking sense. Um, because it's not the only time that like electronics work that shouldn't uh if they're gonna keep this emp angle which they don't seem that attached to there's no. like it's like not even a plot device it's just like i don't know it's dumb there's no point of explaining it it's just stupid so that night someone approaches the cabin and it turns out it's someone friendly 
uh, but the wonderfully named Joe, because what else would it be named? Randomly fires off a handgun, nearly taking off Thor's head. Yeah, what an asshole. Uh, Joe is obviously going to be the class president in this role of challenging uh, Jed's authority. Uh, and despite the fact that he almost committed negligent homicide, uh, leading Jed to just take the gun from him for being a little shithead. Which, fair sure, enough. Yeah, yeah, you probably shouldn't have a gun. It turns out uh, being made to look like a little bitch in front of his friends made Joe and his friends take all the food and run off in the middle of the night, which is a real dick move, especially because he ends up being like a, a, a puppet for yeah. the North Greens. You didn't need to steal the food. He would have just given it to you. Yeah. Uh, like that's like one of the, the prerequisites for being well taken care of is to become a fucking stoolie, which is what he did. He's just stealing food to be a dick. Exactly. Yeah, whatever. Fuck him. Uh, meanwhile, the North Greens begin their occupation. Uh, which starts with what, of course, building concentration camp uh, in the high school and reinforcing it with Connex boxes, which sounds like my least, my three least favorite things in the entire world combined. Oh, to be in? No, just in general. Oh, concentration okay. camps, high school, and uh, <laughs> Connex boxes. All in one, though. <laughs> I mean, those, those, it's like, it sounds like a shotgun, like it's scattershot, but, you know, I have my reasons. I'm not a big fan of any of those things. Uh, well, I feel like you have experience with two of them. I mean, my family has experienced the third. Ooh. <laughs> uh, as a group uh, the, is, is looking around the town, the Koreans find their cabin and go through everything. The mayor and uh, Daddy Eckert are forced to tell their Daddy. kids. I don't even remember his fucking first name. Officer. Fuck it. I don't care a shit. Sergeant? I don't fucking know. Yeah, he was a sergeant. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but not, he's not a real sergeant. So, so we, really are we just calling him Daddy? Yeah, Eric. Call him Daddy with an I. <laughs> Daddy. Yeah, that sounds so bad. It's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> Uh, he's, I don't know the actor's name, but he is a lot of that guy in a, in a lot of right? movies. I've seen you know him in I mean. movies and you're just like, who the fuck is this guy? I've seen him but before. I've seen him in a hundred different things. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's like the old guy from Babe. Mm, he's played like the yes. president and like he played FDR, but like, I don't know the guy's name. I've seen 20 of his fucking movies though. Um, so, uh, daddy Eckert and, and, and mayor Daryl's dad. Uh, attempt to tell their kids uh, via bullhorn to surrender to the North Koreans because the North Koreans are forcing them to do so. But Tom Eckert. Tom is his dad. There we go. I wrote it later on. His name is Tom. Sergeant Daddy Tom uh, ain't about that shit. He takes the bullhorn and tells his kids to go to war. Fuck these guys. Yeah. Uh, I want you to kill this piece of shit or die trying. Like, could have left out the second part. Yeah. (laughs) No pressure, kids. Kids, I want you to go to Syria. Become Shaheed. <laughs> like, oh, man, I have to take up the Black Banner. <laughs> uh, so the, the, a lot of people in our, our show, we fantasize about joining ISIS. I don't know why that's a thing, but whatever. Um, anyway, the North Koreans captain uh, uh, or commander, which is a captain, um, strangely, like at least in um, the first Red Dawn, they give a little bit of a background. Like, you know, Bella and his stoolies were former gorillas who yeah. became can this this guy is just Captain Cho. That's all you That's ever it. fucking know about him. He, and just, he never wears headgear. No. I bet he put his hands in his pocket, so I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. That's gotta be against gotta little be. red brook, homie. Uh now, um he just shoots him in the face. Uh which yeah, m- moral victory there, I guess, Tom. Sounds like it would happen. Yeah. Uh, I mean probably. Yeah. Uh, he kind of just talks shit. I mean I'm He's a pretty bad North Korean for letting him get that far. Right? <laughs> I expect more from the Hermit As King soon as he went off script, you should have been like, hold on a second. Yeah, like, hmm, that's not, uh, you're, you got to get got now. Or maybe they just didn't know English and they didn't get that far. And they're like, hold on, maybe we need a translator. Yeah, I, 
I don't think Cho speaks English the whole movie. No. Which I that leads me to believe he's using like the Google Translate app. And have you ever used that before? Yes. I used it in Japan. It's fucking terrible. It's awful. It's like, what's he saying? Mm. It says his uh his microwave is on the run. Uh fuck dogs. Mm. Degenerate. We have to <laughs> shoot him. <laughs> Because I remember asking some lady at this mall where Kakarot is at. Well, that's stupid. He's very obviously uh, with King Kai. Well, first of all, I wanted to watch the new Dragon Ball Z movie while I was there, and I was asking where, and they told me Tokyo. I was on a different island. <laughs> and then I started telling <laughs> other people. Maybe you could have that- led with, where's the movie theater? Nah, nah, it was too much work, <laughs> and I was drunk. I mean, you, you can't expect a random Japanese woman to like, ah, yes, oh, Kakarot. The movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. The, the Super Saiyan God, I mean. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I He's mean, right here. <laughs> <laughs> that Holy is, shit. That is, that is my son. I am a huge fan. Um, and then I told other people that I was a famous baseball player. <laughs> because you're the only tall Mexican that they knew? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that probably would have worked. I got worked. free Red Bulls. <laughs> But the Red Bulls were weird because they were in a can. Like, not a can, but like a bottle can. Uh, weird. It was like aluminum BLs. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You know, it's funny because one time uh, I, when I was in Austin, Texas, I was, think I was 20 at the time. So oh, almost wow. 11 right. years ago, <laughs> um, I printed out and Photoshopped fake press passes for South by Southwest. Nice. And I got to meet like a lot of famous people. Uh, so by the way, can you still do that? If you're listening to James Hetfield, I never got around to uh, publishing that fake article I told you about, <laughs> <laughs> but I did get to go to my first Metallica show ever for you free. Think every year he just looks like, where's that fucking article on there? Where's internet? that little bitch? <laughs> I have a picture of the fake press pass too. Uh, it's, I don't know if it's good or not. I mean, who actually has a, a, a thing taped to their, or is like had a little pen to the color of the shirt that just says press with it. it didn't say who I worked for. Like said, your security sucks. If it was man. Microsoft Word, it just said press. <laughs> it wasn't much better than that. I don't know how to fucking Photoshop. That's why he's have Francis make all of her t-shirts. <laughs> anyway, moving on. The uh, after Tom is shot, uh, the Koreans then use a Humvee mounted flamethrower to torch the cabin, which admittedly is pretty, pretty fucking, fucking rad. sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming they didn't steal that one. Uh, the group then decides they're going to fight, uh, because, you know, their dad told them to, I guess. And, and also after a big dumb speech by Jed. No, sure. I've imagined Josh wouldn't give a better speech. No. I mean, if, if watching your dad get dome pieced, like outside of a cabin doesn't make you want to fight. I don't know what will. Would it make you fight? No, I'd actually yeah, probably see? go like, Thanks. <laughs> be like, I've been trying to do that for you. If you just waited two years, he was gonna do that himself. <laughs> You're just in the woodline giving it yourself away. Like, who the fuck is this guy? You know, I wasn't really into the whole Kim family dynasty until I killed my dad. You guys are pretty cool. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm really into Cholima theory. It's great. Uh, yeah. So unlike the first Red Dawn, uh, Jed begins to trade everybody in firearms and bomb making. And also, some dumb kind of marine karate I'll call Semperfu. Uh, they also have a pretty easy job sneaking in and out of town by the looks of it. Uh, they go in and out of there repeatedly to get supplies uh, from people who support you know, them. Recon. Uh, but it doesn't, like in the first movie, their support system, it was fleshed out. Like, they're family friends. Yeah. This is, you know, your cousin, whoever. You know, you know everybody knows Jed from being the quarterback or whatever. Um, 
But that's not really explained. They're just going in and out of stores. Sure, why not? But they do this all in a montage with a Jed speech in the background to make it all look more American or mm. something, even though, again, Patriotism. he's Australian. Very. Uh, they try to make this the dumbest American movie possible, having a very foreign crew. <laughs> I understand that really shouldn't matter, but I find with all the jingoism mixed in, it, it, it looks really dumb. Um, but also... Uh, uh, I don't know what kind of regular ass Marine knows how to build fucking IEDs. I don't fucking know. Uh, I assume I have the same level of training as Jet Eckert does in this movie, and I definitely would blow my fucking face off if I try to like wire up a command. Uh, I feel like you wouldn't ID try or something. No, I definitely wouldn't. I wonder if he's winging and he's like, "Holy fuck, it worked!" I can't believe this worked. <laughs> yeah, I only had to pull up three high school kids to figure this out. <laughs> Uh, since they have a bunch of hunting rifles and lever guns, they decide they needed better weapons. Uh, like the first Red Dawn, they used the women of their group as bait, luring soldiers away from a checkpoint directly into a trap, uh, which is cover up foxholes in an alleyway in broad daylight in the middle of a city, which is patrolled by North exactly. Koreans. How did they do it? How did they dig up all this shit, cover it, and say this is the plan? Hey, fellow North Korean soldier, what do you what do you think those Americans are doing over there digging five foot fucking holes in the middle of broad daylight in that alleyway? No, no, we should just let them do it. Don't, don't you think we should maybe arrest them, put them in that concentration camp we turned the school into? Nah, they're probably all right. Okay. <laughs> I did an ocular pat down. <laughs> yeah. Um, One of them clearly has a gun. Nah. <laughs> is that a... Yep, that's a gun. And there's... Oh, yes, they're also wearing our uniforms. Weird. Okay. So afterwards, they strip the dead soldiers uh, uh, for weapons, ammo, and gear and scamper off. They use the North Korean uniforms they stole to ambush another checkpoint and jack a Humvee, doing the same thing again, stealing weapons and ammo. Again, in broad daylight in the middle of a city, which I'm assuming has thousands of soldiers in it. I imagine. But I, mean, I also don't know how big Spokane is. It's a pretty What's big city. What's the capacity for North Korean soldiers in Spokane? More than there is now. That's uh, true. <laughs> Uh, they then redo that scene from the first Red Dawn where Jen and his brother shoot a deer and drink its blood, which is, yeah, they did redo it, which is wildly out of sequence when you think about it. Cause he had just taken part in the killing of like eight fucking people. Well, he, he, he didn't shoot them. He like, so I don't know if this was a scene that might get him to be confident. He squeezed off a random burst and didn't hit anybody. But again, he actively took part in the murdering Very. of around eight yeah. people, like killing a deer at this point. Fucking meaningless. Maybe executing like a POW or something real slow with a knife might do it. Uh, but like, yeah, this doesn't mean anything. He's like, Jed, I've killed but people. I Please, I just need bonding. therapy. Yeah, sure. But like, it's not. That's what I'm thinking. It, it's dumb. I, I've, you know, there's no other way. Uh, there's no other better way to bond than hunting the most dangerous game, <laughs> which is people. Oh, yes, deer. <laughs> people. I meant the North Koreans. <laughs> deer is definitely most dangerous. Uh, yeah. I mean the the deer does just as have you ever good. gone hunting and the hunting party never comes back it's just a deer covered in blood <laughs> yeah the deer just behind some cu- hunter wearing like human skins yeah, like there was a, a an old computer game that was uh that was that that you played a deer hunting people really yeah it was like on a floppy disk that's awesome yeah uh, it was it, it was not entertaining if you were my mother and I was seven years old I thought it was great. She doesn't know. Uh, it, was, it was my first revolutionary act. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Jed gives a little speech how in Iraq he was the good guy, which I won't totally go into here because one, 
no, you weren't. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and two, I knew this was good. Well, as soon as I saw that scene, I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? Like, yeah, bro. The <sighs> Now we're the bad guys. We did, a, we did multiple specials of why Marines in Iraq are all bad. Uh, uh, no, seriously, guys. Like, don't play yourself as the good guys. Uh, but Shouldn't. Then, but, like, this time it's different because we are the insurgents. And I was really, really hoping that for a minute, Regetta's probably going to proclaim himself to be a terrorist. Uh, because like we don't get that, but also he's a terrorist, yeah. which is fine. Uh, because like you know, it, it's interesting where we always have to use like pretty l- words to church up what we're trying to be. Uh, insurgents or partisans or guerrillas, right? You're a terrorist. That's fine. Uh, because like John Brown, the guy who like launched slave rebellions in the South and like massacred slave owners with broadswords in their families, yeah. he's a terrorist. But like, he's a good one. <laughs> like, you have to differentiate these two. You're using terror for, as a weapon. You're like, you're blowing up checkpoints. Exactly. You're launching machine gun uh, ambushes in the middle of a crowded city. The Wolverines definitely killed a lot of civilians in this movie, and they just don't talk about it. The Wolverines are a terrorist group, but they're an all right one. It's okay to say that. It's like, come on now. It's like we're we're fine with the Zapistas in this podcast. Uh, but like. It's cool. We're fine with it. Just, just, just have some nuance here. <laughs> but anyway, you're gonna lose a lot of followers over this. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the members of the Mexican government that listen to our yes. podcast are finally gonna cancel us. Um, but anyway, uh, like I said, uh, Jed swears allegiance to uh, Al Baghdadi, and we're gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we get a scene that has to be the first ever skateboard born IED. Yeah, um, it's like a skateboard with a fucking block of C four attached to it, and they hit it, it. They they he's riding down the street and then just like steps up, steps off of it and then just lets it glide into place. It has to go obviously off course a little bit. It's to hit like the bunker. Yeah, it, it's either like remote with controlled. My luck, with my luck, it fucking hit some like civilian shop. No, I've seen me skateboard, and what would happen is I would attempt to do this, hit myself in the balls with the skateboard, and then blow myself <laughs> up. Oh, dick. <laughs> like, oh, right, the taint. And then you just die because it's full of C4. But sure, whatever. Uh, the bomb blows up a fucking city block. Uh, we're not going to talk about the probably dozens of civilian casualties involved there because there's cars driving by and shit. Yeah, maybe there's some shrapnel. No, and, and this right. make-believe world, every car is driven by a North Korean despite the fact that most North Koreans don't have cars. But sure, whatever. Uh, the Wolverines are watching from the windows as they see their, their first collaborators. Uh, one of which happens to be Pete, uh, who... Was the guy who stole all their food with Joe. Yeah, fuck that guy. And also nearly shot Jed in the face. I'll say fuck that guy. Yeah, I was with him at first, uh, almost shooting Jed because I don't like him. (laughs) But yeah, then you went and joined the fucking glorious North People's Republic of Korea's, I forget, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea because they're DPRK, uh, 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 Boy Scouts or whatever. Yeah. Pete notices a member uh, 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 after they bomb. He kind of lightly bombed. No, he puts the bomb in. Uh, well, he walks it in. A little. There's a little explosion, and everybody starts running in. Just yeah, to draw people in. Yeah, yeah. So then they blow up the secondary because he, yeah. <laughs> Jed learned the shit in Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, because uh, the North Koreans don't trust him enough to give him a gun. Because apparently they heard what happened when the, when he almost shot Jed. Yeah, they also heard that he's a giant snitch. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the uh, the communist Boy Scouts, you fucking snitch. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Uh, Snitch platoon. He tries to get everybody's attention, seeing... Uh, Not doing a good job, because no. I'm pretty sure they don't understand what he's saying. Yeah, again, they don't speak English. Uh, they are speaking. They understand Chinese. Sorry, Korean. Yeah. Uh, uh, we speak Hangul slash Chinese, or whatever else the movie studio needs us to speak for this not to be incredibly racist uh but yeah then the, the all him and all the other collaborators are then vaporized with a bomb and it, it was so cringy when josh peck came out and then gave him the middle finger right before KP! i have middle finger and i was just like dude really yeah in reality he comes out like there's only one god <laughs> like, oh jesus <laughs> it'd be great if you went out in there hey pete and then he josh gets got right there <laughs> that's that's how josh peck should die uh, like there's a checkpoint across the street. I like, actually support what is this guy doing. If we're gonna redo this thing, Josh Peck with the suicide vest. <laughs> he just walks in off rip. The start of the movie. North Korea's not even involved it's yet. Just Josh it's Peck just Josh Peck. <laughs> the, the football game because he lost. Oh man, fuck you, Walla Walla. First uh, off, also beginning of the scene, Wolverines didn't have a D line. I mean, they have. They were tangibles. awful. Yeah, their their draft this year really sucked from fucking Spokane Middle <laughs> yeah. School. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, afterwards, uh, Daryl, you'll have to forgive us. We're not uh, we're not up to uh, up to snuff on uh, Spokane High School football. And if you are, get a different hobby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell us about it. <laughs> yeah. Unless you have a kid that goes there. In that Slap case, a it, sticker on that, his helmet. That's like when I was in when I was in Texas. Um, I worked in the temple area oh. when I when I worked uh, EMS, and a, a lot of the people uh, that worked for the same agency as me said, "Hey, man, you go to the football game?" And I thought they meant Baylor because it was only down the road, and also we were owned by Baylor, uh, so we're like we got free tickets all the time. And uh, like, no, uh, Temple High School. I'm like, I don't have fucking kids in Temple High School. It's weird as shit. It is weird. Like, why the fuck am I going to go watch? This is definitely a, a Texas thing. I mean, uh, Texas has stadiums that cost tens of millions of dollars to play high school in, and they don't have health care. So priorities. Yeah. You know, I mean, also, that's America. I've also so. been kicked out of Baylor. So uh, I mean, Texas is the id uh, of America. All, all the problems America has are amplified there with an accent. Because Texas. Cause we know we can declare ourselves to be our own country if we so please. God damn it. Just anyway, <laughs> Daryl and Robert end up in a subway. <laughs> Uh, they decide now is a good time to commit an armed robbery. It's not. Uh, uh, it is a scene that is so out of place and fucking pointless. It is out. It is the best scene in the entire movie. It, that's why I said this is my favorite. Because if scene. you separate it from the rest of the movie, it could just be the L.A. shootout from like it just <laughs> <laughs> two people dressed in body armor and AKs bust into a place and rob it, or the riots. Yeah, or no, uh, because the black guy didn't get shot immediately. Oh, you're right. He's there. <laughs> He's at the subway. No, uh, LAPD is going to parachute down to commit a hate <laughs> yeah, crime. Yeah. We heard we were needed. <laughs> um, now the whole they they hold the counter guy at gunpoint and force it, force him to fill a trash bag with food, which to be honest, kind of smart. Uh, maybe I would not rob a subway. Yeah. You know? But like, like, hey, at least they at, and now this is 2008. Remember back before like Subway was total shit. Uh, they at least have vegetables, I guess. Whatever. Um, but also it's a, a Subway full of Americans that probably would have just given them food. Dude, I also like, hey, we're the Wolverines you've heard about. I'm fucking I'm hungering you. you. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder also. But they're all redid vi- this scene. They're all very calm, by the way. Very. 
despite the fact a fucking bomb just went off, like large enough to kill an entire building of people. They're you gotta like, eat fresh. I I spent my five dollars on my on this foot log. I am not moving from this table. Exactly. If we did redid the scene, I'm imagining half that subway is a shit ton of officers from the North Korean army. Yeah. Just eating and they're like on their 30 minute lunch break or whatever. Yeah, and they just have their sandwiches like they give a veteran discount, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh also I didn't enjoy the part where he puts a fucking bucket to the fountain drinks. Uh orange soda because you know, uh Gorilla War is and then funded starts by running with soda. it. And I just see it just sloshing everywhere. There's only like, one thing they love more than good. There's only one thing they love more than terrorism. It's orange soda. Cuz you know who loves orange soda? Kel loves orange soda. <laughs> You're welcome. Nice. You're welcome for that. Nice. Uh, but also, remember, this is a subway in America. Two people bust in armed with rifles. They're just like, guess Normal it's our day. Turn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep eating my fucking sandwich. These ones probably aren't Nazis. Whatever. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, after their feast of Subway and Orange Soda, Matt decides to be a really good time to go on a solo recon mission to the local concentration camp, which is a sentence did not think I was going to have to say. Uh, now, that's where he discovers his girlfriend is being held. Which, uh, at this point, he's like, eh, let but, her go. But also, it hasn't been decided that they are boyfriend and girlfriend yet. Maybe side piece. A really good side piece. I think he, I mean, it's Josh Peck, man. He's, the, he's a guy, uh, I'm not one to, like, shame people for how they look because i'm an ugly man but he's supposed to be like 16 this movie he looks like he had a stroke <laughs> like I can do. he's not uh even though josh peck is probably in his mid-20s by now when this movie's being made uh i think he's the guy who's like you know i i sent you a text if you liked me or not and you never answered back oh yeah but now if i rescue Definitely. you from certain death mm, mm. you have to give me the time of day now you have to answer my text yeah. messages yeah uh, some some real weird incel hero shit going on. Um, uh, but yeah, he finds out that's where she's being held. He goes back and talks to Jed, who obviously isn't too happy about his idiot brother walking off into town. And that's when Matt reveals he took uh, pictures of something important, which again has not been important this entire movie. Uh, but a local political rally that Cho has uh is going to attend, meaning uh, so like Cho and all like the local puppets are all gonna hang out and talk about North Korean stuff. I don't know. Talk about how cool they are. Yeah. Uh, meaning the Wolverines can target the entire Korean leadership apparatus in the city. In the district. All at once. Yeah. Also, it's uh, it, it doesn't expand upon what exactly that means. Or how big their district is. Or, is it just Spokane? Or what the fuck does a North Korean occupation of the Western United States look like? Did they also invade New York? D.C.? Never fucking says. But Spokane, you're on the radar. Uh, now using, uh, uh, deciding this is like their time to act, uh, and deciding that this was like a fact they cannot pass up. Um, they decide to build a giant cartoonish bomb that, uh, that is equipped with a you giant, the clock, giant clock, like, yeah, ding. <laughs> God, it's like they, they made it from the, the Acme guide to jihad fucking, uh, magazine. Or so something. they're. He's looking at this giant bomb like, this giant bomb will be under the stage. They have the decoy bomb with the car. First off, they're trying to make it look like, you know, nothing's going on. It looks really suspicious what they're doing over there by that car. In broad daylight again. Yeah. In broad fucking they're daylight. fucking, like, a giant screw under it. It's like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, and they're attaching like, wires and shit to yeah. everything. Like, come on, man. It's like 10 feet away from, like, 100 Korean soldiers. 
and a few people that are around that one might be a fucking snitch. Oh, definitely. One is definitely like secret police. Hey, hey, there's something going on over here. It's looking real suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Maybe look out for the fucking one with the droopy face. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna speak to the quality of a North Korean conscript, but like, they're not fucking blind. Uh, but this also looks at how bad their security is. Oh, it's terrible, awful. I mean, they have an active guerrilla group act, uh, operating in their city. And they're gonna have an outdoor like, rally uh, fifty feet from the stage. Yeah. Matt uh, forces the ambush to begin early because he's stupid and wants to rescue his girlfriend. Yep. Um, which, by the way, never really explains why there just so happens to be a convoy of school buses driving down the street. Well, I the think there's only time. one bus. And he uh, happens to see her when they start turning. Yeah, it's really easy. The coincidence. To, it ha- it's, it, it's actually really easy to pinpoint a single person who, uh, in an orange jumpsuit amongst 20 other people in orange jumpsuits from a moving bus at 40 miles an hour. In an orange bus. Yeah. yeah. Yellow. It's a yellow bus. Yeah, it looked a little orange in the movie. It's because it's a uh, communist bus. <laughs> Uh, so this action immediately gets a member of the uh, Wolverines killed. So good job there, buddy. Immediately, yeah, just gets machine gun in the streets. Uh, while Jed discovers that Cho has already defused the stupid cartoon bomb. Yeah, he he fucking he's like, yeah, I heard the clock. It was yeah. loud as shit. I heard the alarm go off. That was really dumb. I heard the tick 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 tick. <laughs> <laughs> this leads the Wolverines and Koreans to run around like idiots at the same time while wildly shooting at each other. This is also where they find out that uh, Spetsnaz is after them. Yeah, some random Russians. I th- I think they're doing the same thing. Um, that's pretty common that you see in like really dumb media. Is that like when they think Russia, they still think Soviet Union. It's definitely not a thing. Gotta maybe it's not a maybe it's a nod to the fact that this is Red Dawn. I don't know. I don't know. But still, Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore. Stop making those jokes. Because uh, the Russian military is incredibly inept all on their own. They have their own jokes that can be made. Small side note here, though. Uh, that bus that Erica, who we've dubbed Matt's girlfriend, is riding on, says it's from the Ballard School District. Uh, that's 300 miles away from Spokane in Seattle. So they couldn't, nice. like, you know, etch over it. Yeah. Also, like, the idea that, I mean, obviously, the idea is that North Korea is probably uh, occupying all of Washington, but I have a hard time believing they relocated school buses from 300 miles away. Also, I'm maybe just, they went on a tour. Yeah. Yeah, we really want to see scenic Spokane from Seattle in a school bus. Um, you can go see our other camps. Yeah. Uh, Matt then jacks that bus that is full of people and takes it off through the city while Jed begins being chased by Russian Spetsnaz. And Matt kind of says, fuck everybody on the bus except for that one girl. Yeah. Like I said, they're fine with killing people. It just happens off camera. Exactly. Uh, the group makes their escape in a station wagon. But not before Jed is shot one of many times. Um, he gets grazed in this scene. Oh, no. Like he is. Slight little. Uh. It does not look like a graze. He just gets got in the side. But, like, the bullets, the bullet wounds in this movie don't make any fucking sense. Uh, the group makes their escape in a station wagon, like I said. Um, but Matt is in a running gun battle with what seems like the entire Korean army in Spokane. But thankfully for him, he has a never ending AK magazine, which never needs to be reloaded. Matt and Erica quickly change clothes, ditching her bright orange jumpsuit and leaving a weapon with the store clerk, which is now a surprise accomplished to it in a guerrilla war. Thanks. Uh, I wouldn't help Josh. No, I wouldn't fucking help him. He's running through the city, machine gunning, what, hundreds? Well, just because he's Josh. People. Like, I'd probably help your brother, but you need to fuck off, kid. Yeah. 
Your brother's good looking. Remember when you lost that high school football game? I I now wish you death. Uh, Thankfully for Jed and his point blank wound from an AK, it can be easily healed with just some stitches. I feel like it was just cotton. Maybe some cotton. Uh, It's like um, any stupid Hollywood movie that's like, oh, you got shot, just stitch it close. Like, you know those organs behind that skin, right? We went to Michael's. We got the sewing kit. I watched some YouTube videos. Uh, the movie then goes back to the city where the cranes immediately attempt to execute the woman who helped Matt and Erica. Because, like, who saw that coming? She has a orange jumpsuit and a rifle in her fucking store now. You'd think she'd get rid of those stuff really Just throw fast. it in the trash. Yeah. Or maybe, like, you know. This whole place is lousy with AKs. Throw it in the subway. I don't fucking know. Instead, she is saved by another Wolverine ambush. Uh, this leads to the big Wolverine scene where uh, Matt fires off a, uh, like, the longest burst. From an M249 saw machine gun. Surprised it didn't jam. In history without a jam. <laughs> yeah. It's like 80 fucking rounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, holy shit. And, and then he fires it into the sky while cheering Wolverines. Like, that bitch would have blown up in your fucking hands by now. Um, and then we even, even more romance angles, which really have no place here. I'm not going to lie. I skipped over that. I mean, this movie retroactively fucks up the Bechdel test uh, from the first Red Dawn, uh, which managed you better despite the fact it was like, 35 years ago um the first red dawn the women were soldiers uh there was some weird shit with the 50 year old pilot and the high school girl for five seconds yeah there was but nobody ever spoke about that again and it was never brought up and he Um, died so and she died no witnesses pretty much everybody died Uh, like in the first red dawn uh they attempt like there's that five second thing there in the very beginning like wash the dishes she's like fuck you i'll fight too and they're like, okay, cool, we're soldiers, which is like way more progressive than the goddamn U.S. Army is in 2020. But like in this one, that's not the case at all. Uh, these like, and they're all single. Uh, like in the in the first are done. Every single one is single. They don't get paired up. They're like they're an operating guerrilla squad. Yeah. And this movie, every single woman is paired up with a man until one of them gets killed. Yep. Uh, which totally takes away from the, the whole egalitarian resistance movement of uh, of the of the Wolverine's ethos that I that I thought I believed in, <laughs> which I think is, is like kind of disrespectful uh, in the way that it's used. But you know, who would have thought uh, that this really weird military movie wouldn't be problematic as shit? Anyway. Uh, the Koreans begin bombarding the Wolverine's hideout, tragically killing Jed's truck and also two members of the Wolverine's <laughs> truck. Damn it! No, the truck. <laughs> the survivor of War Three. Do you think all all the people are dead around? Like Jed, all, look at all our friends. Fuck them. What about the truck? He's crying over a tire. Yeah. Uh, soldiers then swarm the area and force them to run. Uh, the Wolverines. Uh, th- so this forces the Wolverines to live out in the woods. Uh, where they're accosted by a group of not special forces, but special forces marine guys. Retired? Yeah, that that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I like, don't know. there's like a whole bunch of retired fat guys, but also we're sneaking through the woods. And we're shit. Marines. Yeah. Didn't you retire? Including well, a guy named Hodges, which is the most annoying fucking marine ever to put to film. Oh, so much. Which is honestly impressive, uh, because like we talked about before, they they try to make the most boot ass marines possible. In every marine depiction of movie. When Jed smirked at him after he said, Semper Fi, and Jed smirked, Jed got a little hard on. No, they fucked. They definitely had to. Yeah, they get a a Semper bust out of that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. um, I just fucking hate Hodges so much. 
Um, the Marines filled them in what they missed, which included the fact that we talked about before that the, uh, the EMTs, uh, the EMT, the EMPs, uh, uh, jam electronics, and the that's, EMTs jammed everything. <laughs> yeah, the EMTs fell asleep and got in a car accident. Um, now, now the EMP jammed all the electronics, uh, facilitating the invasion, which doesn't make any fucking sense. But whatever. Camp uh, Pendleton died. Yeah, uh, which I mean, from what I cool. understand, good written. So yeah, never been cool, there. Like- but, uh, the whole reason the team is there to help. Uh, the Marines went to seek out the uh, the Wolverines, which are apparently known in "quote unquote" free America. What that is, is never expanded upon. They said something about Alabama and a few other places, which is like the worst places to be. Yeah, I'd rather join the North Koreans. I'd be like, conscript. Wait, the Confederates guys- rise again? No, I'm actually really into this North Korea thing now. Yeah, you guys got my size. It turns out free America reinstituted something called slavery. Um, Free this new concept. Yeah, the, the actual the Constitution has an asterisk next to it. Um, now, the, the whole reason that uh, the Marines are to capture this radio that Cho has, um, which is apparently EMP proof and somehow holds the secret to the entire war effort, which, again, no information further is, is given. It's being like a closed it. network and how it can't be hacked. So if they grabbed it, they can listen in and be all of a sudden like in oh, their shit. Wait, you mean code breaking? Yeah. This thing that's pronounced since literally the beginning of communications during war. Since we attached fucking notes to pigeons, this has been a thing. But sure, whatever. Fuck it. I hate this goddamn movie. You picked it. I know I did. I fucking hate it. I picked something cooler. Just saying. Now, the Wolverines and the new buddies uh, move into an apartment across the street from their target building, which is like the Spokane like, how Police are these, Department. All these buildings just completely like, vacant. Like Wolverines just run free. Yeah, like where are all the people that live there? Did the Wolverines already kill them or are they in the camps? <laughs> yeah. Those are the two options here. Uh, so it turns out their plan to capture what I assume would be like attempting to capture the nuclear fucking launch codes, which are, by the way, given to some random captain who is apparently an MP. Uh, or something. I don't know. But um, so it, it all boils down to doing sweet ninja parkour jumping off a rooftop. Across I a, do remember that. Across an entire street onto another rooftop. That dude said, cover me. Which really. What? This, this is the kind of shit that really reminds me that this movie was directed by a guy whose only other jobs before this had been a stunt coordinator. This would be fucking bad yeah. ass. Like, soldiers would just, like, go downstairs, walk across the street. Hmm. That's not cool enough. <laughs> we need to do a front flip or some shit. Anyway, they jump to the begin, uh, the the cross straight to the building and begin clearing it, finding a Korean guy drunkenly stumbling around and hitting on somebody and kind of yeah. sort of attempting to commit sexual assault. Which I mean, they are the military. This checks out. Uh, the building that they are raiding is the repurposed Spokane Police Headquarters. This is a big police headquarters, and for it has Spokane. a fucking moat in it, right? The entire. Like, first floor is a series of bridges with a moat or a pond or whatever. I don't, every, every serious police station needs a moat. I mean, I... With alligators was, in this it. This wasn't shot in Spokane, and I've definitely been in, in the fucking Detroit police headquarters. It does not look like this. L.A. police headquarters doesn't look like that. No, I imagine L.A.'s police headquarters is the closest thing to a pit of misery as you can imagine. Um... But sure, fuck it. I mean, maybe Spokane has the amount of money where their police department has a lake in it. We should take a... That's what... Patreon, we go to Spokane. We're, we're just going to go into the front door of the police. And go, I demand to see the lake! 
and you immediately get shot because you're slightly not white. That's why I'm not walking in. <laughs> I have to stay in the car. Fuck, they'll think I stole it. Shit. <laughs> I still get shot in the end. Somehow I'm only going to be Wait, around. How do I not get shot in this? They're going to attempt to shoot me, but they're going to hit you. <laughs> <laughs> they'll want it. If I can. And then I'm going to be arrested and uh, they're going to, uh, on the news, my high school graduation photo will be shown. And my mom's like, he's very misunderstood. <laughs> you are. <laughs> now, um, their stealth plan in this building goes to shit eh, almost immediately as they run into uh, a Korean soldiers and Matt tackles him while Daryl holds the drunk officer in his booty call at gunpoint. Yeah, and she starts screaming. And immediately just really starts screaming loud. like a banshee, which, sure, a random person's holding a gun in your face. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, uh, outside the rest of Wolverines begin to attack the front of the police station with RPGs, firing them with no backblast room whatsoever, miraculously not blowing their own legs off. Which, if people are not aware, when you use a rocket launcher indoors and there's no room behind you, you will die or be badly maimed. You don't need it. Yeah. Uh, They also have to run because the cranes bring in an American-made M1 Abrams to blow them up. Sure. There's not even any tanks in Washington, but sure, that's a fucking striker brigade at JBLM. Need it. I mean, to be fair, if I was going to attempt to look cool, I wouldn't steal a striker either. <laughs> <laughs> the North Koreans jump in them and they're like, dump these in the sound. Fuck this shit. <laughs> this sucks. Uh, inside the building, Jed tracks down Cho and starts shooting at him, uh, trying to get his magic box or whatever. His laptop? His, his Korean magic oh, box. He's trying to fucking clear his history before they get to it. <laughs> clear my browsing history! <laughs> Yeah, it, ter- it turns out Jed can't be within 100 feet of a school. Uh, like every other part of this movie, the action devolves into ninja jumps and running gun battles until Cho starts winging grenades at the Marines, th- thankfully killing Hodges and forcefully finally yes. fighting, forcing him to shut the fuck up this whole time. About dumb Marine shit. And he, oh my God. I hope he's cremated and his other Marine buddies are forced to dip him. Oh. <laughs> I feel like that's that's like the how high of Marines, right? That'd like, be the driest dip in the world. You're like, sitting there like they're gonna piss in it a little first. Marines like pissing on corpses, so they're gonna true. they're gonna piss a little in the ashes. It's like how high, but for Marines. <laughs> but it turns out they dip their friend, and they're just still dumb. Um, I'm just kidding, Marines. I I I don't love you, but I don't <laughs> I don't hate you any more than any other branch of the military. I hate you all equally. Uh, you can blame the Coast Guard's pretty cool. Yeah, Coast Guard's all right. No, they're with the Department of Homeland Security now. They're not technically in the military. Exactly. They're, they're the real winners here. Uh, now, uh, meanwhile, Daryl is tackled by a Spetsnaz guy and injected with something before running off. I thought he got fucking stabbed at first. I no. thought he did too, which seems to make a whole lot more sense. But yeah, whatever. Because I guess they're trying to go, remember the old Red Dawn? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Because this scene doesn't need to happen whatsoever. No. Uh, or maybe the other scene could happen exactly the same way because his dad is still the fucking mayor, which is the whole point of that character's background. <sighs> I don't like this movie, Nick. Neither do I. I thought it was terrible. I bought it three times. Because <laughs> the first time I was like, nah. Second time, got up to the subway part, nah. Two days ago. At this point, I'm on the side of the North Koreans because they shoot Jet again. Uh, they do. <laughs> And uh, they start playing hide-and-seek in a cubicle farm with, uh, with Cho before the two of them fist fight and uh, Jed attacks him with a water bottle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. the water jug. Just <laughs> dunk. 
Like you're surrounded by office equipment. Like there's a stapler around yeah, he there sees somewhere. A stapler sees a nope. pen. Empty water jug. Sees a Boom. letter opener. Ah, water jug. <laughs> Drink water, bitch. Uh, you look dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> and Cho's like that didn't even hurt. I don't yeah, Cho's. Don't what the. Fuck? I have a knife right here. Dab. Uh, anyway, he he eventually uh, Jed finds himself of all these deaths of which is apparently hundreds. Uh, Spokane's a huge police department, apparently. Huge. Uh, finds uh, himself rolling under a desk, which just so happened to be his dad's, and he just so happens to know his dad's lockbox key code that he has at work. I would forget that if I even did know it. Uh, also, you, you think the Koreans would have noticed a strange safe under this desk they've yeah, been working at. the whole at. desk, and then all of a sudden there's this giant metal thing sitting right under, and they're like, huh. Yep. Anyway, he pulls the gun out and shoots Cho. After saying a dumb one-liner, which I do not remember. Oh, you fucked with the wrong family. Yeah, and then kapow. I think he said messed because it's a PG-13 movie. He doesn't say fuck. Yeah, I think it was fucked. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember hearing pussy in the movie, too. You think so? Yeah. Oh. Very sure. And maybe they get two per movie. Mm. You get a fuck and a pussy. You only get two. Yeah. No, anything after that? That's a hard R. <laughs> uh, afterwards, everybody gets their giant gaping bullet wound stitched shut again by magic, I assume, from an RPG. Like, you... You're playing like Final Fantasy or whatever, and you get punched in the face by a demon. Like, don't worry, I know cure. You get shot in the chest and you bandage <laughs> up like this. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> like Fallout. You just like pull the knife out of your arm, like I'm healed. <laughs> That's not how that works. Um, uh, they start shooting the shit, having family bonding time, which means having another smooth bottle of Rolling Rock. Oh yeah, which, in another apartment. Yeah, in another apartment, which also happens to stock the fridge full of Rolling Rock beer. And then Jed walks out and gets shot directly in the fucking head. Immediately, too. Just drops. Great shot. He doesn't even get he a one-liner. Which, by the way, this has to be, like, the most terminal case of blue balls ever. Because, like, he's leaving Matt to go hang out with this chick who's definitely doing, like, the fuck me eyes. They're going to go right. Have he, he even said unwashed Gorilla War sex. He even sex. said to her, like, I'll be there in a second. Got to talk to my shithead brother. And he just dies with, like, the most unrequited boner on her. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, yeah. Doof. <laughs> also. Dome piece. I saw this movie in theaters, like I said before, which is becoming a trend on the show. I watch all the worst movies in theaters. Um, and I have to say, I did not see this coming. Uh, well, you don't think that also they killed Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Which, they would kill Josh Peck. No, I. they still should. Exactly. <laughs> but also, there's no way this would have fucking happened if they filmed this with him already being Thor. Oh, yeah. Remember, they just thought they were killing off Crimson Hemsworth. They didn't think they were killing off a movie star. Yeah, they didn't think that they were he didn't killing even the get, dude like, with a hammer. Final words. He didn't get like a. He had final bones. I really wish I would have got some pussy before I went. He never got anything. Like, just boom, dead drops like a sack of shit and it's over. Which, again, honestly, cool death scene. Best death scene in the movie. Boner intact the yeah, whole time. He had it flipped up in his waistband. <laughs> So his brother did see it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that. to be fair, they killed him off in a way that was pretty rad. It was. Like, you don't see the star of many movies getting shot blindly in the side of the head and dropping like a sack of shit to the floor and not even getting off a one-liner like, I love you, or yeah. whatever before they die. It was awesome. He just hits the ground and shits himself or whatever. Definitely. Yeah, I mean. South Park told me. It's normally what happens. Um yeah, anyway, then the house is raided by the Spetsnaz, because, sure, uh, as Matt begins to take command of the Wolverines, which... Ugh, All gross. of a sudden? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's... I mean, they're fighting the North Koreans. The North Koreans follow a family dynasty rule to 
beat the North Koreans. You must become the North Koreans. That means power can only so be passed to fucking North Korean now. Yeah. So you will have to pass power through the Eckert line. Wait, but oh, because Dad died. Then son took over. Son died. Don't peace. Bam. Josh Peck is Kim Jong Un. Right through. <laughs> like, I don't know. Future, future confirms past. Man, I told you. When are we going to get killed? I don't know. <laughs> By somebody. Uh, I've had a lot of death threats to like book events and stuff, which like, if you meant it, I tell you where I'm going to be. Like you do in advance too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've I, definitely I, been at most of these places with you. I, I have to be so for, now that I for know the this, sake of like marketing, but like, I also bring a gun with me because I've had enough Nazis. You also tell bring me, me with you. Oh well, yeah. Well, but this is why I the last probably... one you heard on crutches. That's not very, that's very, that's very reassuring. Could just, <laughs> give me your, I'm going to crutch slowly towards you. This is my danger zone. Yeah. Now, like, Everybody knows where I'm going to be. Like the the address and time is published, and I never took it seriously. Yeah, I never took it seriously until someone sent me a picture of the Seattle Barnes and Noble, which, by the way, I didn't know where it was when I went myself. Um, we couldn't find it for a while. Yeah, and, and like they took a picture of the front of it under construction, which means it was really new, and sent it to me as a threat. So like, I brought a gun to that one. <laughs> I mean. You only can be threatened by Nazis so many times until, like, you, you take so it seriously. It's crazy enough. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, like, if you want to show up and, like, wing me to make me famous, I'm cool oh, with that. Yeah, but I, I really don't want to die. So, like, Nazis, aim for the arm? Left arm, preferably. I'm a righty. So, you know, if you're taking notes, taking notes. So, do you throw right hand? Yeah, I do, do everything. you eat right handed? I do everything right handed. It's weird because I eat left handed throw right-handed so you can do right both at the same time i'm amphibious ambidextrous the amphibious <laughs> of course <laughs> <laughs> so uh that's when it becomes clear that daryl has been lowjacked by that injection uh by the spetsnaz uh put like a cell phone gps in him like how <laughs> small was it 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 had to fucking hurt because that needle was the size of a goddamn buoy knife i thought it was a knife going in him and which, then they stuck something in him how does he not feel it which again this this whole part of the movie yeah, you definitely would remember they just sewed it up but like uh this whole part of the movie is pointless this again we always go back to like that's that scene from the volcano movie where the old lady is pushing the boat through the lava. <laughs> <laughs> like, just get in the fucking boat. Like this didn't need to happen because, like in the in the original Red Dawn, he turns on them. Yeah. Because his dad, who is the mayor and a puppet, tells him to. In this one, his dad is the mayor, which is a plot device from the first one. But no, let's low jack him, which gets rid of and and because now it's not his fault. Exactly. They don't kill him, which gets rid of that. Entire moral conundrum. They just leave them all fucking pointless. <laughs> <laughs> they just leave them there and do a fucking yeah, suicidal little, last stand. Gives Why? A little peace sign. You think they ever went by and they said, "Oh, he's by himself," and they just left him? <laughs> That's what I would oh, do. Kill me? No. <laughs> I mean. Like, in reality, you should, because, like, maybe they won't believe it works anymore, and they'll let them back in. Yeah. Or, I don't know, he knows where they're going. Wasn't there Just an EMP? Torture him. Also, again, <laughs> there was an EMP! How is this working? <laughs> you can't see me, because this is a podcast, but I just, fa- I literally facepalmed. Uh, like, like, unless every piece of electronic equipment the Spetsnaz and the North Koreans use are EMP-proof, <clears throat> 
In which case means that magical fucking box that Cho's carrying means nothing because you can just steal some fucking random squatty's goddamn radio and it has the same technology. I hate it, Nick. I hate it so much. Sugar Ray is uh, coming around 2020. <laughs> Thank you. You know how Sugar Ray soothes me. I have never been this mad at a movie before. <sighs> anyway, the Marines and their magic fucking boxer whisked away, leaving the Wolverines behind. The movie then cuts to Matt giving a speech to the group of what I assume oh, I are Wolverine recruits. I fucking hated this speech. I don't remember Everything the speech. Everything Josh does is so fucking cringy in this I- movie. Imagine the guy from what? Drake and Josh was Disney Channel, right? Nickelodeon. Nickel- Even worse. I like Nickelodeon. I, I don't know. I used to when it was Good. Nick at Night was good too. I mean, now Nick and Night is just friends and other really? shows I used to. Yeah, it's weird. I haven't watched TV in years. Uh, but like, imagine the guy from Nickelodeon. Imagine, imagine Amanda Bynes from all that. Oh like, God! Follow me to battle. The Amanda Show. Am- admittedly, she's batshit insane now, and would probably make a much better gorilla soldier than fucking Josh Peck. Oh, a ruthless one too. Yeah, yeah. She she's she just hit somebody's driveway in fire not that long ago. Yeah. Um. But that so after this speech, they give this giant fucking frontal car assault on a concentration camp. During this speech, first off, I was going over like I was like, all right, cool, he's got more people. Is that a fucking minigun on a Mustang? Oh, I noticed that, and then it zooms in as they're charging into battle against a concentration camp, which remember, full of what I assume is hundreds of people that they know, uh, just blindly firing a minigun at it. Like just slaughtering their fa- family and friends. 50 cal minigun RPGs going off. Yeah, minigunning my family and friends to own the communists. I'm liberating you yeah. from your body. You know, Wolverines. <laughs> yeah. And then the movie just kind of ends. It kind of just falls off. It goes, there's eh. no epilogue, no grand ending of what we assume is World War Yeah, there's III. no rock saying yeah, like. Partisan rock doesn't yeah. exist. This just fades to black. We blew up Con X's end. Yeah, yeah. The only uh, uh, that was the best part. The, of the only movie. thing they did that whole movie that I actually support is mini gunning conexes. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Uh, and that is Red Dawn 2012. I hate it. I wish I never watched it again. I hope the next bonus is better. It has. It to be. has to be. We actually we're gonna have to watch a decent Ooh, movie. Wait, I think I know. So there's two that we were talking about. Oh, there's a few that are on the list for sure. Um, there's so two that I'm excited for Nick, as always. Thank you for damaging your brain with me on this bonus episode. Uh, with this fine scotch. Josh Peck, if you're listening, we're coming for you. Also send us <laughs> Patreon money. Uh, thank you for supporting the show, everybody. Um, you paid for this movie, actually. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, you make what we do possible. Uh, we'll, we're never going to run ads. Our regular episodes will always be free. Um, and you get punished to listen to an hour and a half of this for giving us money. So. Thank you for putting up with us. You support us. You support charities. Um, you support a lot. December's uh, was cool. I like that yeah. one. Uh, yeah. I, I Thank you so much for everything. Uh, until next time, and we hope that we have a movie that doesn't make me want to eat my microphone. Nick, any any passing words? That is disgusting. All right. Nick just <laughs> flapped his jaws into the mic. <sighs> until next time. <laughs>